Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. What's good, man? This is Anthony Roberts, host of The Reality Is Where Filter Becomes Extinct. Every week you hear me say we got a good show lined up, and then I give you a three- to five-minute intro. Well, this week there's no need because I'm telling you right now, the show is dope. It's a lot of great content. Thanks to Esther Calloway. Shout out to her at Be What's Next for dropping Sway and Otis Buckley in my lap this week. It was a last minute thing, but they're going to hit you over the head with some entrepreneurship and entrepreneurship and let you know what to look forward to this coming up week for the Dallas Startup Week for business owners and creatives in this city. I also did the second half of the podcast with the homeboy Rodney Davis, Gabrielle Johnson, and Ronnie Price, man. This was a lit podcast, and I don't have to say nothing else. You just need to hurry up and fast forward through what i'm saying right now and go ahead and listen so without further ado man yeah. let's go up let's get to the podcast man yeah. y'all enjoy yeah. oh my oh my what a wonderful time yeah. this is anthony roberts host of the reality is where filter becomes extinct and we have another great show lined up for you on this show this week my co-host gabrielle johnson how you doing today good afternoon I was about to say good I morning. Say, I was too. That's why I kind of paused. Like, good. <laughs> what, what time? Is it? <laughs> and we got a good friend, Rodney Davis, and um, the homeboy, Ronnie, coming into the studio later. We have our special guest, Sway Buckley, on the show. How you doing today? Hey, I'm well. How are you? I'm doing all right. Thank you. Thank you. She'll be talking to us about the Dallas Startup Week, which begins uh, this coming week on April 12th through the 16th. And it's a celebration of the Dallas Startup and Entrepreneur Scene, giving you keys on how to start your business and how to maintain it. It's over 100 events, and this is its second year here in Dallas. The tracks of the programming will be presented this year are arts, music, health, community, design, family, fashion, gaming, IOT, which is an Internet of Things, legal, real estate, travel, and more. And Miss Sway Buckley, can yes. you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes. Well, I'm here to talk about Artpreneurship Track. Okay. Um, we are. This is the first year that they're having um, an actual track just for creatives. Okay. And um, it's an amazing event. I went last year, and uh, great, great opportunities to network and to really work and grow your craft. Um, my craft by by trade is is dance. So. Okay. Um, I realize that that's definitely a need to not only within the dance community, but just creatives in general, just to have um, that business understanding and background to really use their for people to use their God given gifts yeah. to do the thing they love yeah. um, as a livelihood and not just as a hobby on the side. So I went ahead and created um, used all the different contacts that I have. And I, I normally do a, a once a year a workshop for creatives anyway. So I just use my contacts. And brought them together, and so we have tons of different uh, workshops and sessions, anywhere from corporate sponsorship for creatives okay. to tax savvy to reaching the masses with the media, from employee to entrepreneur. There's lots of panel discussions, lots of um, keynotes as well, but it's it's going to be a full week. So you went last year, right? I went last year. Okay. So what was the you, would you say one of the biggest things that stood out to you last year about it? The opportunity to connect with others who are not in your immediate circle. That's And that's a big key mm-hmm. when it comes to marketing and branding. You mm-hmm. got to get out. And I know one of the first questions you asked me was, what is my audience? Yes. And that's so big. And I tell people all the time when I'm doing the show, like when we do speak about things, we try to speak about 
just not one genre of topics, mm. which is why, like I told you, it's like relationships and uh, interracial relationships and religion and, mm-hmm. and, and, and politics and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So another question, tell them a little bit about yourself from the perspective of, like you said, what made you get into dance with you with this being your art form? Um, actually, my mom put me in dance when okay. I was a young child, um, just because she thought it was cute. But then um, I, I was over it, and then I went to high school. Um, I went ahead, and I guess the performing bug bit me, yeah. like for real. So I went ahead and started getting uh, private lessons and went to performing arts high school in Los Angeles. I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York, but we uh, moved to L.A., and then I began my training there. And um, I really enjoyed it, so I stuck with it and came out to Texas to go to TCU, majored in dance, minored in business and religion, and started a creative arts staffing firm my sophomore year in college on my dorm room floor, which paid my tuition. So (laughs) I still have that staffing firm, and it's given me the freedom to have revenue as well as dance. I work with a company now in New York, so I go back and forth. Um, And so I know through my staffing firm, I work specifically with artists. It's a creative arts staffing firm. And um, I am constantly asked about, you know, different other opportunities or if someone could get their their check before they're supposed to get their check, <laughs> <laughs> that type of thing. Yeah. So I'm like, what are you doing with the rest of your money? What yeah. are you, I mean, like your time, what are you doing with your time? If you want to have more, you need to be able to do something different if that's not working out for you right now, whatever it is that you're doing. Yeah. So I just started coaching a lot of those artists, teaching artists. And then when I went back to New York after college, I still had my business here, which was my revenue stream. So I just ran my business from my laptop and my okay. cell phone. Um, I went out to just continue auditioning, performing. So I did lots of off-Broadway television commercials, all that stuff. And I would run into other artists who had the same situation, who weren't working for my company. We were just yeah. like, what do you do for everybody's trying to figure out? What do you for do you for do? money? What do you do for money? And um, so I explained that, yeah, I have a business, but it's in Dallas. And yeah. You know, then I started helping them out because they were like, you're a dancer. You can't have a business. business so, yeah. So I just went ahead and started training and helping them. And I started another business called the Smart Artist Institute. Okay. And so I, I work with artists and creatives, helping them to monetize their crafts, building multiple revenue streams. And that's good. And that, that was the thing that I was going to ask, because it's like so many people, they are working a nine to five job, a nine mm-hmm. to five job that they don't want to work. Yes. And it's like, how do what advice would you give to somebody who wants to branch out and actually create a business or create a career and in a, a passion that they have? Mm-hmm. Like you're doing it for dance. Mm-hmm. Like, what would you tell somebody? Like, maybe one of the struggles you went through. Bless you. One of the one of the struggles that you uh, that you go through trying to create your own business and something you love. What advice would you give to somebody trying to do that? Um, someone who's in a nine to five who is seriously ready to uh, make that change. Like, mm-hmm. you have to really you ready i have people come to me all the time i'm ready i'm ready but they're yeah. really not ready you, you gonna quit to tomorrow make, yeah no and so <laughs> just to make that sacrifice that transitional phase is really a vulnerable place and it's it's work and a lot of people don't see the work behind entrepreneurship it yeah. sounds real sexy and whatnot but yeah. it's work behind the scenes and yes you can make your own hours you just have to be really disciplined so yeah. if you want to only work a few hours out of the week or out of the day you can do that you but grind. you just have to have your systems down you have to know who your target is you have to know what problem you're solving you need to start making money now while yeah. you're at that nine to five you have saturday sunday you have some two days you should at least have off and you need to be able to at least definitely i I always tell people you need to have a rest day you need to have a sabbath so you can just get your head together and not 
um, allow your job or your new business to be your God, but really have a day to rest, but then also have another day just to work on your business. If you're doing a Monday through Friday, you have that Saturday, you should be grinding on Saturday with your business. That's me. On your lunch hour, you yeah. should be grinding. Early in the morning, you should be grinding. Yeah. After work, you should be grinding. You know, so if you're not really to, if you're not ready to start that grind now. And give up some of your free yes, time. Yes, and give up some of your free times, yeah. cut off or some of the luxury. All of it, mostly. <laughs> Your yeah. yeah, cut out some luxuries, things that you think that you need, um, you know, just spending money frivolously on yeah. eating out all the time, on high packages, cable, and yeah. all this stuff. Ramen like, noodles are still a delicacy <laughs> in, here in Texas. So <laughs> Yeah, it's just really important to make <laughs> that sacrifice, yeah. you know, now, if you really want it. Yeah, no, yeah. I agree, because that's one of the things, like, I started uh, my business, Roberts Media Group, probably about a year ago. Okay. And that's one of the things that I felt like it's so much you don't really have free time. Mm -hmm. And even in your free time you're finding a way to incorporate mm -hmm. that business. Like even if mm -hmm. I'm going to get togethers or hangouts I'm either bringing my camera because I do photography, I okay. do media editing and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So it's even when I'm going out, I'm bringing my camera to where I'm taking pictures of people and they're like oh so do you do it professionally? And I'm like I freelance so anything yes. you need yes. here's a card, I mm -hmm. got you. And mm -hmm. I've met so many people through that. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing I've met so many people who they want to do business but they don't have a card. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, we can't really take you serious if you never have a card. Mm -hmm. What do you have for us to reference, mm -hmm. a portfolio mm -hmm. or anything of that nature? Mm -hmm. While we're talking about it right now, what do you have a website they can look at and look at some of your work and what you sure. do? SmartArtistInstitute.com Okay, is my website. And are you on social media anywhere? I am. I am everywhere. Um, on Facebook, mm -hmm. it is Sway Buckley. Okay. On Twitter, Sway on the Move. On Instagram, Sway Buckley. And this is a personal question. Sway, where is that like your actual name or is it like no, a cutoff my, my government name is a, it's a cutoff right no it's dope it's dope though that's why because like when when, right. when esther told me about sway i was like i was thinking it was you and I, her husband her husband's in the studio and i was like is it is that him i was like that's pretty dope you know and it always makes me think of sway from uh serious yeah <laughs> you don't got the answer so i you know that's what i thought about and i was like okay that's kind of dope man no my my government name is consuela but oh, i moved okay. to texas and they start saying consuela and so white um, people most white people are black I people mean, too I mean probably everybody it's just country it's everybody yeah, that's country it's Consuela Consuela yeah. ain't nobody like Consuela I can say Consuela no that's wrong <laughs> oh she said <laughs> oh you I caught the second part of it What's the, how do you pronounce it again it's just different my mom says it one way my mm -hmm. dad says another way neither other they, 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 nobody says it really so what's Consuela. the correct pronunciation my dad says Consuela my mom says Consuela so, so how you think it should be said? I just say Consuela. Or Consuela. I just say Consuela. Okay. I heard the last part, and that's right. why. So and Consuela. She said when she moved to Texas, people started saying Consuela. Consuela. And then yeah. it just cut off Sway. with Sway. Yeah. And since I danced, it just all made sense. Oh, that's dope. Sway Enterprises is my company, yeah. and <clears throat> Smart Artist Institute is under that. So it just okay. stuck. So you got your husband in, in the yes, studio. amazing husband. How long have you guys been together? Uh, been together or married? Married. Married. It's going to be seven years in September. And now together because that's a large number. 17. <laughs> we knew each other 10 years before we got married. That's what's up, man. Yeah. Black love still exists. I try to tell yes. people it's still out here. They try to act like it's right. not It's not happening. It's happening. Yes. He seems very supportive. For when I when I'm The first time I met him out here, I was thinking, you know, most guys step into the role like, ha, ah, this is me. We, mm -hmm. he, we here. He's like, nah, it's all her. Yeah. Interviewing her today, right. she got this, yeah. and I like that because, like I say, do even black guys, they kind of, they kind of get in the way of their women. They want to be the no. dude, and he was just like, no, it's her. He has yeah. his thing going on, so I help him and he helps me. Hey, that's Depending the way. On the day, uh, we just hey, work with each other. That is the way it has to be. Well, again, you guys are listening to the reality is where filter becomes extinct. We're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back.
still have Miss Sway Buckley in the building. We wanted to talk a little bit about corporate sponsors and how to get into that, um, take up that avenue to figure out how to find funds and how to, to link up with people to find more sponsorship. So tell us how we do that, Miss Sway. Yes, well, one of the sessions that they're going to have to come and learn will be corporate sponsorship for creatives. And we have different corporate sponsors actually coming who are on the panel, um, as well as my personal media sponsor who's flying in from Los Angeles. So they're going to be talking about the importance of how to present yourself as a business. One okay. of the things that you were asking me earlier is about someone who has a nine to five and then how do they transition out of that. But this is one of the great ways um, to do that, that as long as you have um, an understanding of what the industry standards are okay. and how to present yourself as a business, even as an artist or as a creative, um, that's what they're looking for. And then knowing what they need to make it a win for them and then okay. making it a win for you as well. But we do that naturally. So we want to make it a win-win situation. Okay. So they're going to be going over that in corporate sponsorship. Another one is the power of partnership. There We have um, several different people on the panel who represent organizations here in Dallas who have funding for artists, for creatives, but many of us don't know about it. Yeah, I need to so be around there. So it's, it's really about building relationships and creating opportunities. Okay. A lot of times there's just, there's money everywhere, but it's just knowing um, how to see it and see the opportunities, but these are opportunities on the panel. Um, and then creative uh, financing, we have a, an expert on the different uses of crowdfunding and crowdsourcing okay. and um, showing everyone how to do that with their craft and tax savvy. We have a CPA who works with artists um, specifically in the industry. So she'll be going over the different things that artists often overlook when it comes to taxes to make sure that you're not giving all your money away, um, that you don't need to be giving Uncle away. Uncle Sam getting paid. All day. Yes. I told so. somebody the other day, I was like, you got to think about it when it comes to taxes. We pay taxes on your sweater, your mm -hmm. pants, your shoes, your car, Everything. your house, and then you got to pay it at the end of the year. Yeah. And then then they turn around and say, we have no money to fund this. The government is negative trillion dollars in a hole, and I'm still wondering how. Where did all that money go? Where is it yeah. going? So something is not being done right. We have about about 10 more minutes uh, for this segment, and I wanted to introduce your husband, Otis. I, took, I called him Chris on a break because I was looking at notes, <laughs> and he straightened up real quick like, no, nah, ain't, no, ain't nobody in there named Chris. <laughs> so I wanted to make sure uh, I got his name right so we can get him in there. How you doing today, man? I'm good. How are you, brother? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right, man. So we wanted you to introduce yourself and tell us what it is you do and and uh, give us some input on what it is you do, sir. Absolutely. Um, let me first start off with a disclaimer. I apologize if I sound like Biggie, oh. a little bit under the weather. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Actually, that was Rick Ross. Right? Yeah, it was, but it's all right. We got they both, they both me. Yeah, they both me. <laughs> they both musky with the voices. But um, no, so I, I do... Uh, Financial coaching. Okay. Um, my background actually is is an artist. I started off um, as a DJ, and then uh, was signed to a uh, independent label locally here in Texas. And uh, just for the backdrop, I'm originally from the shy, so I really appreciate your brim. Oh yeah, man. Um, all day. And uh, with all that being said, um, when the deal went uh, bad, if you will. Um, I was left looking for work. Yeah. So a lot of um, my friends who are also artists, um, a lot of them found themselves, you know how it is, sleeping on couches yeah. and doing this and that and not doing the thing that they love. A friend of mine actually who worked for the record company suggested that I get into sales. I went into ad sales and then from there, a good friend of my wife said, you know what, I think you'd be good in banking. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. So uh, the abbreviated version is I jumped into banking and then I did exceptionally well, uh, ended up winning several awards, traveling internationally, getting um, 
the opportunity to take my wife to Europe and receive awards and this and that. And so I decided that I wanted to bring that information, that financial information, back to uh, the community from which I derived. So I spent a lot of time working with artists, a lot of time working with um, recent college grads, newlyweds, and giving them a little bit of our story coupled with practical, sound financial insight. Now, I know you gave the reference to Biggie and uh, Ross, but I'm sitting here looking at him, and I, he looks like, he reminds me of Bilal. Yeah. Don't he? That's funny, because when I had locks, that was the mm -hmm. biggest um, Yeah, yeah. he got that yeah. Bilal drawstra. Yeah. Don't hit us, go hit us. No, not even close. Not even close. <laughs> Not but I was, I was sitting there looking, I'm like, he looked like somebody you hear me, I know. I sound like Lou Rawls, but you want me to sing like loud, right? So that's not going to happen. Um, funny story about that. I used to actually uh, uh, DJ for Erica and Badu, and we right, was in so a rehearsal. Erica, like, you know. Yeah, you know. Yeah. We ain't on that know, first name, basically. We don't know what it is. No, I know a lot of Erica. We were, right, right. Erica, we were in, uh, in a rehearsal, and um, I was brought to the table through... <clears throat> A mutual friend and she walked in and she was like Bilal what are you doing here yeah so I guess if I could fool her hey, that's a boy I'm telling you you know so yeah yeah you, you could have pulled it off man so so Chicago and Brooklyn what brought y'all to Dallas man wow well the short on my end is I had um, my father had passed away and my aunt and uncle was moving here and they asked my mother and I you know what do you guys think about coming to Texas mm -hmm. <laughs> no, they said Dallas, and I said Texas, and so immediately I visualized the Wells Fargo logo. Yeah. So um, everybody do that. And yeah, I was dirt roads, right. the horses. Right. And so I came here, and uh, I mean, it's just been a blessing since. And obviously, yeah. I met my wife. So um, if for nothing else, that was worth it. Hey, boy, you putting it on a little thick, man. Look, but look, he Put said, that sauce on that thing. He said he had dreads. We know we were just talking this week. He's thinking about cutting his hair. Yeah. So and what so, would you say to that? How, what was the process when you got ready to cut your hair? Well, I had mine for eight years. So, yeah, I'm at seven now. You know, if you right. say eight, you know, number new beginnings, I guess that was the time from the beginning. But the truth of the matter yeah. was um, I was bitter at the industry, which made me upset with my brand because I felt like I wasn't oh, doing boy. it the way that I wanted to do it. And so when I turned 30, yeah. Um, I just so went to one of my homegirls with did hair, and I was like, hey, snip, snip. When you groomed them. I bagged them, though. I, I put them in a ziplock. I did my, so this is my second time growing them. Oh, and really? I, yeah, and it I, it was kind of the same thing. Like, I was in the financial industry okay. uh, with Fidelity. Okay. And when I was there, it just, I felt like it was a certain ceiling I just couldn't get past sure. because of the way I looked, the way they felt that I sure. was threatening or whatever the case sure. may be. So I cut them. And I ended up getting laid off, and then I went to another job. And the next manager I had at, uh, when I went to banking at Bank of America, he had dreads. Go figure that. So then I went on to start growing them back, and I think he was from Philadelphia. So I started growing them back, and here I am today. But it's still, I still feel like it's a neg negative connotation tied to him. And I heard a podcast the other day where they were talking about how dreads are seen in a negative light sometimes, even by black people, because the hip-hop industry and, and uh, when you watch movies and things like that is drugs and all of that stuff tied to them. So when you grew yours out, was it because of a fad, a style, or is something that a deeper meaning to you? That's a great question, man. I When I grew my hair, this would have been 1998 mm -hmm. is when I started. Um, and for me... It was more of a cultural thing. Yeah. It was also, I'll, I'll be very honest and say, it had a lot to do with my affinity for um, um, the reggae culture. Yeah. And a lot of my music had that undertone to yeah. it. Um, but I also 
uh, enjoyed it uh, because I felt like it was a distinguished, it, it would make me distinct. Yeah. I felt like um, it was an opportunity for me to go somewhere I had never gone before. I always had the you know, ball fade college cut yeah. growing up. Uh, and so I felt like this was a time for me to do something that I hadn't done before. And it was a way that I just decided to express myself. Now I had, I went through what we call the ugly phase, yeah. the part where I didn't like it, Bro, um, where my I've head like there. a pineapple. Yeah. And so I went through that phase. And then, you know, um, uh, I went through, when I finally reached kind of where you are now, the Malcolm Jamal Warner phase, uh, I felt pretty. Got names for this stuff. There's levels <laughs> right, to right, this right. thing. It's levels. Right, right. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, so, so that's the reason I did it. I, I will admit, though, I while I don't agree with the negative connotation yeah. that dreads have, I think that has a lot to do with the ignorance Very behind true. it. And so if I were now coming into the knowledge of it, <clears throat> or should I say getting acquainted with dreads, and the only thing I had to draw from, not an indictment, yeah. okay, but I'm saying just from a visual perspective, yeah. um, if the only thing I had to draw from was, you know, uh, uh, again, not an indictment, was like a chief key for something like that, exactly. then my mind especially if that was what I saw and I had no historical cool. background, yep. right? Then I may say, well, it seems to me that this is the type of person who always who wears, wears that. Dress, yeah. But at the same time, I'm more of a student of life, so I would investigate and ask, and I never conclude one thing or, 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 or the other about a person. I say conclude, yeah, because we all have preconceived notions. Yep. But I never conclude something about somebody until I have at least had the opportunity to meet and, and engage with them. No, I, I think that's a, a good one because even when I did, when I first grew mine, I did research. And then, like you said, I found out about the Rastafarian uh, religion and the spirituality that's based on it. But for me, it was like you stepping out of something different and trying to do something different. And I know one of the biggest things with locks, it teaches you patience. Oh, it teaches you timing. Yeah. It teaches you understanding because you have to learn how to care for your hair. Yep. Then you have to have the patience, like you said, to go through that stage. When I first met her, she was like, it was a fresh off the boat look. You know, I, and the only thing you could do with locks is give it an edge. You can't really do anything with it. And the first time I grew locks, I faded the back of my hair right. because I was like, it kept it kept coming undone. And I was right. like, there's no way I could do this. So when they did get long enough, I had to get them cut in levels because it looked like I had a bob cut because it was all <laughs> It was all even, so it's so many. Yeah, yeah, asymmetrical. Yeah, exactly. So it's like you so had to learn exactly. Right, it's like yeah. life. Yeah, it's yeah. very yeah. like life, right. and it's it's it teaches you so many things. And I've gained so much patience through the process mm -hmm. because, especially when you're going out and you're you have the new growth, right. and then you go out and you see somebody who has the Malcolm Jamal Warner, as right. you say, and right. you're like, man, I can't wait to mine gets to this point right. and it teaches you patience and you have shortcuts because I went to several uh, beauticians who were like, Oh, I can add a little weave to that. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You're not as a man, as a man, you're not putting weave <laughs> in my head to make me look like I'm already somewhere right. that I'm not. Right. It's a little different. Right. It's a little different, man. I appreciate you coming through. No doubt. I appreciate Absolutely. you talking about that. We actually got to get y'all back on the show. And maybe do a whole show and talk a little bit longer. I didn't know it would be this engaging. Right. You know, it was, right. it, was, it was kind of last minute. Right, right, right. You know, right. and I'm I thank you. About that, 15 minutes. I don't you know, know what I'm saying? Go. Exactly. And I told, I, I talked to Esther and I said, well, because I haven't met them and I haven't been able to do research, I was like, we'll do a 30 minute segment. And I had, a, I have other things planned for the show. But we definitely need to keep in contact, get you guys back on here, maybe talk about some things. If you yeah. need photography or videography, let me know. We Absolutely. can work something out. And I would love to like get back with you guys and talk more about this. Can, can I just give a shameless Man, you plug can say, for my yeah, book? You good? Um, I just want to uh, be the plug, right? <laughs> let everyone know that I did uh, write my first book. It is kind of the chron. It, it's somewhat semi-autobiographical, okay. but it is the chronicles of my journey through banking and into the place where I am now um, with regards to investing. And the name of 
the uh, website is paydayproverbs.com. Okay. Paydayproverbs.com. And uh, it is 31 chapters. They're quick chapters. Uh, but I was going to say, great, Jesus, um, bro, you create a Bible. Great, great content. <laughs> no, no, no. They're quick chapters. <laughs> okay. Chapters are probably no more than about four pages apiece. Okay, okay. So, yeah. So, um, yeah. And uh, it's great insight. And it's written from our perspective. Okay. As I throw my quotes up. No, I think that and for and when you saying our perspective, do you mean like the black perspective? I mean black perspective, but I also mean, um, and I'm Gen X. Yeah. So you know, um, if you were a latchkey kid where you came home and there was nobody mm-hmm. there, yeah. and you had to make your own PBJs yeah. and watch and do, yeah. do your homework, that generation, okay. us. So uh, because there are some things regarding the market that are unique to us. Us, and I mindset. think that's important because I, t- I, t- I was telling somebody the other day as well. I was like, it's so important to read black books, black stories. Because too many times there's another race telling our stories. And it's for me, I'm like, how can you tell me my story? Right. Because you can probably write it very eloquently. Mm. Don't get me wrong. Some people have, you know, have humorously called me the Black Dave Ramsey. Yeah. And that's cool. I respect his his lane. Yeah. Um, But our stories are just going to be different. Yeah. Not just generationally. Generally, yeah. But even culturally. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I put the cultural aspect on it because, I mean, you hear me talking about when I was assistant manager at Foot Lock and Mm -hmm. I had a closet full of sneakers Mm -hmm. and how stupid that was at that time. Very stupid. So, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. But also give practical insight as to how to bounce back from that. So, No, I like that. So do you do podcasts on the radio anywhere else? I actually do. I actually just launched um, a podcast. It's called Money and this thing called Life. Okay. Um, we're getting ready to 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 open it up to iTunes right now. It's currently on Podbean. Okay. P o d b e a n, and uh, yeah. The reason I'm asking is I've been actually looking for a financial segment to have here, like maybe like every other month. Mm-hmm. And with you starting that up, I think it would be great if you want to come in whenever you're free and Absolutely. maybe do a 30 minute segment, whether you call in or whatever. And we introduce a financial segment because I think, like I say, being in the financial industry with Fidelity and Bank of America, I try to tell people sometimes about investing. If you don't do anything else but get a Roth IRA or a traditional IRA, something to where money is building up. And then I tell them, don't just look at America. Look at overseas funds. Look at gold funds and these things that are out there. To And, and you don't – if you read the book and you pay attention, you really don't need an advisor. You could use one, but right. you could save yourself that 2% trail mm-hmm. by really Absolutely. studying and researching things yourself. Absolutely. Man – I've gotten a lot of information in 30 minutes. And if I didn't have other people sitting outside, I'd be like, we're going to have to push this on out. Mm -hmm. We're going to get your information um, off air before you guys leave. And like I said, I definitely want to talk to you guys here within the next couple of months and talk to you about trying to do something in reference to the financial segment. I think it's very important for black culture because we look to be rich but not build wealth. And I think wealth is the important thing. And it doesn't have to be millions of dollars. It just needs to be something to where if you want to walk away from your job, you're not a slave to this job because you've built something up for a rainy day to get you to that next point in life. Absolutely. Right. Now, here's what I tell people. Okay. Rich is a number. Wealth is a condition. Yep, that's true. You, know, you want to improve your condition, not just self-focus on a number. If you focus on your condition, the number will kind of take care of itself. Exactly. Man, I appreciate that piece of knowledge. I, like I need to clap. Like, I feel like I'm yeah. like a, a slow clap, too. Like, not, yeah, not, like, not, not, yeah give them a like, slow. Amazing. <laughs> All right, man. Again, you guys are listening to The Reality Is Where Filter Becomes Extinct, and we'll be right back. All right, so we back. <laughs> it's the reality is again where filter becomes extinct, man. I appreciate uh, Miss Sway and the homie Otis, aka Chris, coming through talking about the finances 
and the entrepreneurship. I really appreciate them. Shout out to Esther Callaway for giving me that gem and dropping that insight in here for the podcast. You want to give a, you going to be a DJ, Gabriel? Yeah. I do got me a board and everything. You lying. I know I'm not. I'm dead serious. What's your DJ? I don't know yet. How the hell you gonna be with this? Well, I mean, I, <laughs> when I, 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 I ain't, ain't like booked an event, so I can't be like, I don't need That's I'm like the first on. thing. No, you come no, because I want to be corny. I don't want to be too corny. So, uh, think about it, all these names of every name of a DJ or anybody is corny until kinda. it's said enough. Just think of when Metro Boomin first got his name. My name is Metro right. Boomin. If somebody would have told you that, you'd be like, what? Yeah, but that's now, too long. That's too Boomin long. You know, you know what I'm saying? But now. He's picked up steam. I know, but then it's like, oh, well, I guess so. DJ K. Slade. DJ Mustard. DJ Khaled. DJ Mustard. All these oh, names. Can't get maybe, too maybe. embarrassing than Mustard. Though. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> you said it can't get too embarrassing. <laughs> you look like a ball of Mustard. <laughs> <laughs> I never even seen that. You might be like Ooh. DJ Coffee. You know, what's something that I, that I like? DJ Coffee? Yeah. DJ I, I mean, Coffee? Because she chocolate. That's what she's nope. saying. No. No, I was saying that. DK. <laughs> 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 DJ Mocha Latte. Yeah. See, I, I feel like that's corny. I feel like that's so like Mocha. DJ until what you it, what booming. It? Yeah, until you booming, then it go. Google like sound it. corny until everybody starts saying. Yeah, Google it. What the hell is Google? I was Yahoo back then. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna think of something. I'm gonna think of something. <laughs> so everybody knows this is not the second half of the, uh, the show. The second hour of the show, but you know, normally the second hour of the show, that's when we kind of really get into things. That's when we kind of really start heating shit up. That's my fessa. That sounded so good to say that. This is when we start heating <laughs> shit up. Shit. Oh, yeah, because you ain't cursed in a couple and two, of It's it been a week and a half and a week now. and a half. Yeah, mm. yeah. So mm. I want to tell you guys, I, I put out a video today before we got on the podcast. And I said, if you want to hear about last night's podcast out in Addison and the turmoil that it almost caused, you need to listen to today's show. So we went out to um, Addison last night to do a podcast. And the podcast was supposed to be tying into this month's theme of intimacy sex and love but i was interviewing a whole gay or homosexual podcast mm. so while i'm doing it, <laughs> mm. yeah so while i'm out there you know what i'm saying i got love for the gays i respect the gays and all of this but this one motherfucker here mm. I, I won't say his name but what it around, sounds like around, shade. okay who shade, which is perfect <laughs> because that nigga was throwing a lot of shade mm. last night. So basically, we're talking about religion from the gay perspective. We're talking about sex from the gay perspective. And one guy was saying that he's gay, but he was like, I feel like with the church, you know, I love church. And, you know, everybody knows gays love church. They make up three-fourths of the damn church. I mean, right. let's just be honest. They the pastors. They right. the choir directors. They everybody. They, yeah. know. they the Sunday school teachers. They the mm -hmm. usher. Usher boy. Yeah. Not usher. Usher, usher boy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, they all in there. So I he was just, a tambourine in there. Yeah, you could. <laughs> I just saw a tambourine. Uh, what? What? You, like a when you like a face off? Yeah, you saw that on yeah. Facebook. I was like, these they was battling. They was battling with tambourine. Like, nigga, you want some of this? <laughs> you but ain't you know, seen this real. But you know when you got a yeah. <laughs> say the flicker. But you know you got a real. You know you deep in the game with the tambourine when you missing some of them symbols on there. You when still you, get yeah, you trying still to retire getting, that one. Yeah. Get another goddamn tambourine. <laughs> But the guy was talking about how um, he was talking about how he is gay, but in church he believes in the Bible of what it says about you know being homosexual is a sin. So my mindset was like, okay, if you feel like homosexuality is a sin and you can go to hell for it, 
why be gay? But it's not that simple. You know, mm-hmm. you can't say why be gay. Some people, their makeup, their DNA is that, whether it's the X chromosome, Y chromosome, whatever it may be for them to be that. And I right. accept them as that. It's hard for them a lot of times to accept who they are because society tells them that it's wrong. Like sex and gays hasn't been going on since when Jesus and, was walking earth. Or they probably have they probably have a lot of conviction about it too. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, you know and he did. So it's not even necessarily society. It's exactly. conviction, conviction within themselves. And that's what it was for him. So it was another guy there who shade who was saying <laughs> uh you know what I'm saying? He was basically talking you know, he was over talking people. Like he would talk ten minutes and then somebody else would talk like a minute. Then he'd jump in and want to give his input. Then somebody else would talk thirty seconds. He wanna jump in and tell his input. So when the guy was saying how he felt condemned, he tried to tell the guy that he didn't know who he was. He didn't know what he was doing and basically kind of contradicting everything that he was saying to this guy making the guy feel less than in the way he felt then we went on to talk about like um tithes and offering so the guy you know other other couple of guys there were like you know i pay my 10 percent to god and i'm always blessed you know because i do so well who shade was like ah you know i don't really do that i you know church is not what you give to the church it's your being and who you are and that's what your blessing is to the church and he was like so i give my finances and i do work with the homeless and i yes other right. shit right. and i was just like okay after 30 minutes to an hour of him over talking people i had to stop the podcast and i'm like hey bro you got to you got to respect people's opinion. You got to respect people's opinion and you got to respect their mindset of what they do. His living his life being gay ain't your same kind of life. Him and his uh his um passion and his relationship with God ain't going to be the same way. Right. His covenant with God and and tithing is not going to be the same way with yours. Right. So he kept trying to overtalk people. So when I cut off the damn podcast <laughs> That's when That's when shit got real. That's when shit got real. It's about to go oh. down. <laughs> And I was like, man, bitch ass nigga come out. <laughs> you know, and I was just like, hey, bro, I said, you can't sit up and cut everybody off and say what you want to say and do what you want to fucking do. Well, I'm not cutting everybody off. And the guy who was there, shout yeah, out to Franklin Williams, poster boy, man. If you need a photographer, go check uh, check out FJRstudios.com. The homie is dope with everything. He yeah, he black. Okay, I need you to set that. I just need a visual. He good. Okay. So when I'm doing this, you know, when he's talking about the covenant and tithing thing, poster boy gets ready to say something. Before he even starts saying something, this guy was like, why are you even talking? You're the help. You're the help, motherfucker. That's what white people say to us. Right. Right. But this nigga think because he went to Howard University. Yes, you don't. And he's from D.C. Who gives a fuck about the HBCU shit? I get it. I respect it. Right. But nigga, in the real world, most people don't even give a fuck about HBCUs. No, who gives a shit about it? Right. And he, he started the whole night off as every, you know, there was other HBCU, you know, grads in there. And they were shouting out their schools. And he was like, Ace uh, Howard, the best one, the only one that matters. And it's like, nigga, get off your fucking high horse. Right. Man. Get off your high horse with this chili bowl fade he had, nah, with this little tight T-shirt, a pony, and some <laughs> and some fucking kid-looking shoes that he was wearing. Like all everything that he was trying to encompass and pass off to somebody else, he wasn't exuding it himself. The thing about people like that, and I hate it amongst the black community, the elitism. The classism to think mm-hmm. you're better than somebody because you went to a certain school or you feel like your education is higher than somebody yeah. else's or you're always right. Who shade? I want to say this to you because I couldn't say this to you last <laughs> night. Fuck you. Damn. Like that? Straight up. With a hard F. With a hard F. Capital F. You know what I'm saying? A capital F you, nigga. And I was saying that because even last night, like after we did the podcast, I worked a 10-hour day yesterday. Got off work, drove to Addison, did a four-hour pretty much podcast talking to him and, and just kind of setting up. So before we leave, he says, I don't want I don't want my name on the podcast. I don't want the podcast to go out there with my voice on it. 
And I don't want the video that you guys shot to go out there. If it does, don't make me come for you talking legally. They now, point. when he well, he talked to Artiza because I would have chunked his ass off the third floor balcony. <laughs> when he was talking, you know, he was talking in reference. He was talking in reference to this. And is that Mike? That nigga look like Black Mike. Oh, no, I just that's happen, not. Mike. I just happened to look black up. though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was black. I was like, shit. I I just I didn't even see his face. I just kind of saw right through the nigga. Silhouette. I just saw. I know my boy Mike. He black. So I was just like, you know, oh, dark and lovely motherfucker. Silhouette. <laughs> so you know, it, my whole thing to my whole point of the story was it got messed up because the guy. He wanted to take his information and all of that and his content and all that stuff he put in the podcast off, knowing that he talked half of that time. Right. So it would be gaps in it. But I'm still going to save it. I'm just going to make it like a narrating podcast and I'm going to take the parts because the other some of the other uh, gentlemen that were there, they made some very valid points. One talked about um, how he was gay. And well, he is gay, but being with in a relationship with a girl who had two kids and he was like, I, I was getting ready to marry her, but I couldn't be that person to marry somebody and ruin those lives oh, and yeah. lie to myself. You know what I'm saying? So even with him telling that story, of course, who cut him off, tried to tell him what he really thought. Like, it's you know, you can't you, you can't help anybody and you can't get anywhere in any conversation without listening. Uh, and this dude was not listening, but he tried to raise his voice. And then I had to go ahead and take it up a notch to bring him back down. And he fell in line. I, I had to, I literally kicked him off the podcast like it was my house. It wasn't even my house. But I was like, if you don't get the fuck up out this chair and get from over here. Them, came, them words came out your mouth? Yeah, it's going to be a problem, bro. You got to get the fuck up out of here. <laughs> I almost beat up my first gay yesterday. Mm. Never thought I would be saying that. I love the gays, man. But I almost beat my first one up yesterday. Hey. So You think yeah, you would have gay Destiny. Huh? You think, think he would have won? Man, this is why Wait, I tell not, people. Yeah, I'm not, he might not have whooped you, but he, he might have won. No, 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 no. This, this is what I told Artesia this morning. I would have fought him like a man, so I didn't see him as gay. Of course. I would have fought him like a man, which means I guarantee I would have beat his ass. But if he would have got a lick in, you know how when you get in the whooping as a kid and your mama swing the belt and you moving and you miss and make them hit theyself and that ass whooping get worse? <laughs> if he would have hit me. That ass That's what I'm about to say. You were, you were too mad. Like you were already you were already probably more upset than he was. Oh, so he he man. probably would have pushing all the wrong. Yeah, yeah, if he would have swung and hit right. me, it would have been a worse ass whooping. Worse ain't worse a word, but worse, worse ass with an e on the right. <laughs> damn who shade who shade That's what I'm naming this podcast. I'm gonna name this bitch who shade. Where you at, man? That sounds like a gay name though. Who shade? Well, if you heard his real name, you think twice that but you know like i said i, I ain't gonna harp it on ain't too much but my whole thing I just, had, I just had to get that off my chest because artiza didn't allow me to address him last night face to face he good. he wanted to talk to me Teasy. no you don't but she felt like that wasn't the right that's thing for him to really do, do. So i'm trying I was like, to help you help yeah, you. yeah he wanted to talk to and him then physically. the other dude you know my homeboy franklin that was there you know he was ready too because he had disrespected him yeah. you don't cut people off and you don't cut people off and then insinuate like they're the help. This man runs his own oh, business. I said, this is my business. What yeah. are you talking he about? He has a business in, in photography, videography, graphic designs. That's why I say so the So what does Houshay do? Who does he work for? He, he, he's in, he said he's in financing for the government. 
You know what I'm saying? So you work for somebody. Yeah, you work for somebody. So you ain't your own person. Why you, you talking know what about I'm saying? the help? But the thing about it was, like I said, he even talked about, he tried to talk about how educated he was. And I'm like, I don't even have a degree in finance. And then I got a job at Fidelity doing all of this shit, getting a Series 6 and all this other shit and taking these exams and doing what you do without a degree in it. But so the, that don't make you so is, smart to the, do anything. You wouldn't, you wouldn't feel the need to talk to him like that if he wasn't acting like that. Because yeah. I'm not, not at all trying to shit on anybody who has a degree, yeah. who has gone through that, and, and, and are proud of their accolades. Yeah. But don't sit up here and talk to me down like I, because I don't have that. Yeah. Like, you're smarter than me. Or shit because on Because we've talked about that before on the yes. show. Like just because you have a degree don't make don't don't mean smart. you a motherfucking it's thing. Just, it's just a piece of paper. It's just a piece of it paper. It just means that you were committed to go to school. What's the same opinion? thing with me and Ronnie? You know, I got Ronnie and Rockhead. I didn't introduce them, man. Thanks for coming on the podcast. We got right into the thing. Two black men with degrees. Q-Dog over here, man. Oh, I also wanted to give a shout-out to, man, this podcast, man. It's one of um, Rodney's homeboys. Uh, Podcast, if you're looking for one, it's called Good Culture with the hosts Kenny Wayne, Lauren, and T. Lee. It's a podcast where they discuss urban culture with high energy, good times, and enlightened topics. And as they say, they are not afraid to put anything on wax. And you can find them on iTunes and SoundCloud. Um, They're new to iTunes, man. So if you get a chance, go listen to the podcast. Rate it. Yeah. Leave a review. It's really a really a good podcast. To me, the first thing I loved about it when I first heard it, I was like, "Fuck, I love the intro song." Mm-hmm. The intro is dope, and I'm trying to find out who did the intro. And I, I meant to ask Bilal before he left, since he was doing music. Hey man, oh yeah, right. I'm, I'm gonna have to hit him up because I need that information because I feel like a lot of people always say that you don't need an intro song, but I want to give an intro song, and I'll still do my rants that I do at the beginning. But I feel like it's one of those things, like when you hear Martin beat, you know it's Martin. When you hear Seinfeld, you know it's Seinfeld. So you always need something to kind of label yourself and and stick out in people's minds. Well, we got to pay some bills, man. We're going to get into the meat of the podcast over the next hour, man, with Runny, Rockhead, and Gabby. Again, you're listening to The Reality Is Where Filter Becomes Extinct, and we'll be right back. Country ass fucked up town. <laughs> Shit flying in my mouth. The fuck? I can't see politics. Let's get the fuck out of this country, motherfucker. I can't see where. I can't see where. <laughs> that motherfucker, man. Oh, Every time man. I watch that. Every time I watch that shit. It's literally like he goes from being so professional to like hood in minutes. Let's get the fuck out of this country ass town. What the fuck? Yeah. That shit be killing me, man. I know we wanted to talk a little bit about I had to play that to kick off the second half. I know we wanted to talk about D'Angelo Russell. And um, another reason why I say you should listen to the Good Culture Podcast, T. Lee called him D'Angelo mm-hmm. Russell, which was a perfect, mm-hmm. perfect name to give him. So for people who haven't heard about D'Angelo Russell, which is this is about a week old, so you should have heard about it. He basically uh, recorded Swaggy P, Nick, uh, Nick Young's, yeah. uh, him and Nick Young's conversation where he was asking him about different women he had slept with and different women that he would have slept with if he had the opportunity and stuff like that. And then he recorded the whole thing, and I don't know if it was him or one of his homeboys, maybe he showed the video, and they put it out on social media. We all know, especially as men and as women, it's a no-go. Never. Negative. Like, you can't sit up and give information or divulge that information to your homeboys. When you, It's one of them things, when, like, if I tell you something, you are running. 
I don't have to say, hey man, don't tell nobody else. You already know that's code. Like it's you don't, code. you don't really, you you know it. It's it's not supposed to go past that point. I don't know how females are, but I think it's the same way. It's the same. It, it's the same if you yeah with your good friends yeah. You just that, it, I mean they consider celebrities though. So like. I feel like it should be a different code anyway. But everybody was trying to give him a pass because he's 19. Hey, no. 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 19 no. was in the prime of my he secret. Got his ass <laughs> that wasn't the prime of my you secrets. Keep That's what I re- since middle school. Right. Yeah. Right. But I think you don't tell. I mean, it's just, I don't know, man. I For me with D'Angelo Russell, I think it's a whole system of they letting these niggas out, out, out of college too early. He ain't ready for that life. Nick Young is 30 years. I, I'm 33. I'm not hanging with no 19-year-old. I'm not kicking it with a 19-year-old because I already know they don't know. They probably know rules, but it's the difference between knowing a rule and understanding a rule and understanding it to this magnitude where you literally have cost yourself millions of dollars and a reputation. He, I just thought it was kind of crazy that it was happening in L.A. where Kobe did the same kind of shit to Shaq. That's mm-hmm. what kind of threw me off. I don't know if nobody ever really even paid attention to that, mm-hmm. but I was like, damn, the, sh- the same shit happened with Shaq and Kobe. Now it's happening to D'Angelo Russell. He didn't learn. Kobe didn't teach him. I don't think I've heard anybody even name or bring that whole Kobe comparison up through this whole thing. I did. You did? Because Who? I didn't even I, Of course, I don't know. I didn't even know what had happened until I heard that whatever I, I was listening to, that's what somebody said. They mm-hmm. was like, it's another Kobe situation. I was like, what happened? And then that's how I heard about yeah, when, Shaq, when Kobe got caught, he I don't want to say it was on like like the Good Morning Good Morning America or something. I, I didn't hear it on uh, on um, ESPN first take, which no. is what I thought I would have heard. No, it I think it was like on Good Morning America. Yeah, well, I ain't really got two words to say for D'Angelo. I mm. mean, just as a man, he he know damn well that information shouldn't have got out. But I wonder, I really do want to know who did it though. Was it him? Or did he show I mean, him? I honestly so. don't believe he did it, but yeah. if you send that to somebody, yeah. of course they're gonna do it. Put it out because it gives them some what kind if? of notoriety. You know what I'm saying? He sent it to, like, if he was somebody, right? So like we together, a girl. and I'd be like, "Babe, let me show you this," and I send it to the girl. girl. Cause I've been in a situation like yeah. that where, okay, so. I used to work at Sprint, of course. Mm-hmm. So this girl. It ain't a course to us. We don't know that shit. You do. <laughs> okay, of excuse me. <laughs> I used to work at Sprint, and this I used to hang when I was married, and yeah. I used, we used to hang out with this other married couple. Well, the the wife came in the store, and she was like, I need you to look up my husband's phone records. Damn it. And oh, I was shit. like, mm. so I was like, oh, girl, I can't um, access that. And they be walking was they in. on a plane together? Yeah, they was on a plan together. That's why you never do that. But uh, wait, no, 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 I'm lying. No, they weren't on a plan together. But she knew I, it don't matter if they was on a plan together. I can oh, okay. look because I mean I worked there. Oh, okay, I got so you. So I was like, oh, I can't because you know both y'all numbers in my phone and they tracked that. I made something up because yeah. I was like, I ain't gonna do that. Do that shit, so yeah. I go home and I tell my ex-husband. I was like, you would never believe what happened today because I'm just you know at home. So I'm telling yeah. him what happened and then I was like, don't go and tell you know your boy. Boom, 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 boom. He was like, I ain't gonna tell him. I ain't gonna tell him. I said, don't tell him. When you gotta tell a nigga twice, they probably gonna tell. You have you when you gotta tell a nigga twice, yeah. that means I know this nigga has a possibility of telling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let me reassure <laughs> this nigga <laughs> that I don't need you telling. Do not nobody go tell him. But did he put him up on game though? He did, but this is what this is what the but this is what the problem is, in my opinion. You you take the risk of this is his wife. 
So who are you? Who who are you? Who? Are, what are your loyalties for? Are you gonna yeah. go and are you gonna believe your wife? Or are you gonna believe your boy? So yeah. now if you believe your boy, that's gonna create problems with your, with your marriage. So it's just kind of like it, it already went to, through too many channels. Yeah. So him and the homeboy end up getting into it and yeah. falling out, and they're not even friends because. And I was like, I told you, yeah. don't say nothing. Well, let me tell you how sneaky people are who like to tell or who will tell or it's in their nature to tell. <laughs> if you say two times, don't say nothing. They're going to go tell somebody who will say something so they didn't say it, but it still gets out there. And they'll say, I didn't tell him, but you told somebody that you knew it. To. It's just like like uh, episode of Martin again when he was like, Cole, who you tell about, you know, when Martin was broke? He's like, I ain't do nothing but tell mama. He's like, oh, so yeah. you told everybody. Right. <laughs> you already know your mama talked too but much. But I'm saying maybe that happened in this situation. Yeah. Maybe the dude told somebody and then they I can see that. Out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe he didn't, but you shouldn't do that. So, it, so, it, so yeah. you feel like okay, you feel like if I if you call if your wife came home and was like, let me tell you what happened to your homeboy, you yeah. gonna go tell him? I ain't got nothing to I, say. No, that's not your business. Yeah, Stay out not, of that. No, it ain't mine. I can't. I can't give it away. I mean, honestly, I didn't hear some information about certain oh, yeah. homeboys and friends yeah. with like close. I'm close with the girl yeah. and the dude, and I was just like, you got to sit on it. All the way. You got to right. sit on it. Right. I mean, because like I said, I've been in situations where I heard from you both sides. You got to sit on it like a I church pew to your Right. You can't say nothing. <laughs> you know, you some of them church pews make your booty sweat. You uncomfortable. You switch <laughs> ass. You feel that booty bump. Right. <laughs> yeah. You got to sit on it. And I'm, I'm like Rockhead. I've been around people. Even now, I've been around married men and I've been around guys who just date girls or used to date girls or whatever. And I hear things being said about separate people and when i come in contact with those people and and the, the the hardest part is when the girl or the guy holds that other that other person that you mutual friends with mm -hmm. in high regards but the other person is shitting on them to you and he's just like fuck yeah. they need to uh, you be you, you know you oh. feel you so know, what you're saying is like it's kind of like 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 say like friends, if, know, if you and rockhead are dating okay and rockhead is talking great about you but you're talking shit about him or vice versa oh and i'm t but we're yeah. both telling y'all still hanging out and it's like fuck you don't oh. want to tell, but oh, you, right, just right, like, right. you just be like, yeah. damn, why don't they fucking talk? Because that's one of the same things that happened with, with the girl I used to date. You know, the one I was with for four years. Like, when we broke up, I didn't know how she really felt. She was telling her homegirl. And I remember after the fact, her homegirl was like, she would tell me all these things about how she was unhappy. Things that I really didn't know. You yeah. know, things that could have been rectified, and I tried to rectify it after the fact. The first girl who broke my heart. And it was like... I, I, I could have fixed it if I knew, right. but I never knew. So she wouldn't tell me. She would tell somebody else. And then after the fact, you know, I got broke up with. And, I, and it's but like I, I like knew why. Different, it's different, No, it's I different. I thought you meant like. No, it's different. It's just about lines of communication, yeah. you know. But no, reference. I was thinking you was talking about like like if we together and like I'm coming to you and I'm just trying to make everything right yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And then, well, no, that's and then, what he, I do, And then yeah. he like, man, I'm going to go on these holes. Yeah. That's what I meant about you like, two. Yeah, can't, I definitely agree. Can't, you can't talk to me you, about that. You, you got to talk like, to her. So, babe, I'm fixing to get on these hoes tonight. So, you okay with that? Yeah. No, that's not a conversation I need to have. Rocket, like, you yeah, know it. Why you know that answer face? Is that a yes? No, yeah, it's just a bad position to be in. Like I said, I hear it all the time. I think you just got to, honestly, I tell people all the time if you ask or communicate with the person that you're dealing with, you never know what they may say. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like what you were just saying about yeah. wait, because some girls may be like, all right, I could tell we're going through a rough patch right now, so let's just take a break. And within that break, I tell people, if you give me a break, it's a break. Hey, I might not come back. Broke. I might not come back, and it, it's a break. I you don't know, do breaks. what yeah. Bernie Mac say when black people break, we, we break. break. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's gonna be what it is. So you got you got to give it to me. 
I know, uh, Gabrielle, you told me about, we were talking about uh, making charitable contributions and sharing them via social media. Were you talking about, like, GoFundMes or what? Um, no, not GoFundMes, but, like, I was just reading a post this week, and it was like, you know, how do you feel about people who, like, you know, it was, it was saying something about, um, you know, if you give to the homeless, and then once you take the picture about, you yeah. know, what you, you give into the homeless, it kind of takes it, it puts it on Take you and not the homeless. Yeah. And I kind of had mixed feelings about that because I felt like people share so much negative stuff. Yeah. I don't feel like there should be a negative connotation on, on, on sharing positive stuff. I think it's how much you do. Yeah. yeah. I think it's how much you do it. Like if I feed the homeless this week, next week I help deliver a baby and the next week I save a fucking cat out of a tree. Right. Like I think if you keep putting it up, you clearly want people to see you as this type of person but if i post something in january in reference to it and then like in august i do something back to school but i've done like 20 things or something right. in between that that's different i mean not to be funny like we post stuff every week about us being in the studio right but not to be funny we've done several things in the community and around that right. we haven't posted that we haven't put out we could but we don't because i don't think people i, I agree with what you're saying I, and the reason i say that is because i was having a um a conversation with my homeboy Chris Lewis and I was like I used to be that person to judge and I was like why do you keep putting all this shit out of them giving food and helping right. with Thanksgiving turkeys and doing this and doing that and I was like I used to be skeptical about that every time but he was like but as young black men we don't see enough positives right. about us so sometimes we feel that we need to put these things out I think it's a, I think you can do it I just think it needs to be strategic when doing it and, and also I feel like it, it can motivate somebody else. Yeah. So, you know, it's like if I see you and I'm just not doing it, like, I really need to get my shit together. I need to go out and, like, yeah. do something. But sometimes people look at stuff and think it's bigger than what it is, you know? People yeah. can look. I know, like, with the podcast, people be acting like I'm just on some major network. And I'm like, I'm just doing internet radio, bro. Right. Like, it can lead to multiple things. Right. And it has led to certain things and open doors for certain things. But it's like one thing I always talk about, and you even said, too, is we never try to make it like we're better or higher or mm -hmm. something different. I think it's okay to do these things because, like I say, we have a negative connotation and a negative narrative that continues to be put out about black people. And right. we need to be seen as doing something good. That's like, did you see the picture floating around on Facebook where the some guy was giving like this black homeless man a haircut? Yeah. And I saw that, yeah. it was just kind of like, and I follow somebody else on Instagram, which he does it all the time, like know, in yeah. LA. I know you're talking And about. it's just kind of like, I don't feel, feel like there's anything wrong with that because it's That's just dope. like, yeah. instead of you sharing fight videos and sharing twerk videos yeah. and all of this, you know, dumb my, shit. My thing on that is, it's like, just like I seen one, you, you know when it's genuine you and do. you know when somebody doing it just for attention. Yeah. I had, it was one dude, he, he and Burger King now. He taking pictures of him making the drinks, putting them in the <laughs> cup holster. Oh, to take to people? Yeah, and yeah, like yeah. handing hey, the bags good. of food yeah. to them. Like, yeah. and then he got a like a selfie with them in the picture. Like, yeah, overdoing you, yeah. you right. doing you know, it for yeah. attention. You doing it for attention. Yeah. Like you did a good deed, but yeah. you doing it. You overdoing yeah. it for attention. Well, you got, and I've met a lot of people like that to where it's like it's an agenda, and it's an intent behind everything they do. Damn. And you may not notice it at the beginning, but like you said, you do it enough, you see enough of it being done, you kind of start seeing the um, the consistency and what they're doing and what they're trying to put out. And a lot of times for me, I feel like it they step up on somebody else's pedestal to get that shine. And I think you just got to be careful with that. Mm -hmm. I think it's great to put it out there with what you were saying because there's so much negative stuff tied out there. But a lot of times it's – I think – 
I've known people to do that. Mm-hmm. And I've known people to do that, and then I know who that person really is. Which means I know they don't really give a shit about people. Oh, right. well, they just want, yeah, yeah. They just want the them. prestige, right. and they want to be seen as this person. It's just like motherfuckers who may come on the podcast and talk about how they want a woman, and they treat oh, women. My God. And then you'd be like, nigga, I see you. Oh, that's I part just, of my I, rent. I was telling you I just, Yeah, we need oh, to get that God. rent, too. And, I, and I'd be like, I just saw you last week calling these girls bitches and hoes and talking about how many girls you done fuck. You don't, you know, you're doing all this shit and it's like, but you talk about like you ready to be married. Right. And then I know people who are married and they talking about shit and you be like, man, sit quit, quit, sit down. your ass down. Quit lying. That's why I be straight up on her. You know, I've had girls that'll be like, how do you talk like that? And you date another girl? Cause at least they know what the fuck they're getting. I don't say nothing disrespectful. You know what I'm saying? But I let you know where I stand, mm-hmm. who I am, what I want, what I will do. I don't, and like I say, you can't expect other people to be transparent with you if you're not being transparent with them. Right. Period. But I think, like you said, I think it's a great thing, and uh, and I think you should be doing more of that. When you said it, I thought you were talking more about like GoFundMe's. No. No. The, okay. Now the GoFundMe's, it just depends on what it is, and maybe I'm partial right now because my little cousin yeah. has a GoFundMe, <laughs> but she's a quadriplegic. She's a quadriplegic. Right. Yeah, that's a hard She was in a car wreck ten years ago. You give a blowjob saying quadriplegic. That's gonna be a nut. I can't even deal Straight with you. She, uh, <laughs> 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 Talent. <Yeah. laughs> uh, <laughs> like Pops used to say, Yippee! <laughs> so you're eating butter cookies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> but she was in a wreck and she had spinal damage and now she's, oh, man, but yeah. and she's been in the same van for you know since since it happened mm-hmm. but the van is like breaking down and like it's not, <laughs> a, not it's not it's not like a <laughs> i'm just saying like, she, 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 she had the same van like yeah. i'm stupid what you mean like she had a wreck in the van no, no. Oh, okay. i'm just like her, her no, disabled the van, van that the van she that she had yeah, she's had that van since yeah. it happened did you hear brilliant idiots the cp was on brilliant idiots this week and he was talking about <laughs> my voice like, cp was on brilliant idiots and he felt like people who are handicapped he's like i don't think they should be driving he was like if they got he said in the way he put the van you know the van right. that scoops up the, yeah, the whistle. Yeah. he was like when they gotta put you in the oven <laughs> He used to drive. He's like, you shouldn't be driving. He's like, if somebody got, if some got to come out, scoop you up and put you into your vehicle, you don't need to be on the roads driving. You know, I don't think she's driving. I think it's, I think her mom drives her, but the van is not handicap accessible. It's a regular van with a lift in it. So yeah. that's what she's saying. She's need a van, and so she started. I mean, she started one. So ten years ago it was like two thousand six. Yeah, they didn't have the technology. Well, they probably did, but she. I mean, yeah. you need oh, the money. You need the money, yeah, because yeah. that shit. That unless shit ain't cheap. unless you got something. Uh, like my mom, she works for a rehabilitation of health in Texas, and she tells me about all this stuff like that they need, and I'm like. This shit is crazy, crazy expensive, mm-hmm. and how the fuck they gonna get it if they ain't working? Because people don't even want to give them a job. Right. right. So it's like it, it's. I mean, it's definitely hard for them to do that. Now so, go find me for like your honeymoon or your dream house. Go take your ass to work. You know, like old, the goes. old white dude, mm-hmm. Kenneth Copeland, who yeah. used to be on like what's, yeah. what was that show? Triple Seven Seven or Seven? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Heaven Seven. I don't seven, know. Yeah, something it's like that. Yeah. So yeah. Kenny, so Kenny Copeland. Yeah, it oh, is yeah. raining. It's, it was supposed to start tomorrow. Yeah, but Kenny Copeland, he was on there and he was talking about God prayed to him that he needed God a new. Yeah, him. God came down. And God, God spoke to him okay. and said that he needs a new jet. Oh yeah. He already got a jet, but he needs to upgrade the jet. You know what I'm saying? And then wow. when he, he whispered in his own goddamn <laughs> ear. <laughs> hey, Kenny. But I was just like, you know how long Kenny Copeland been on TV? 
since I was a kid. A kid over twenty years. Yeah, right. I know he got millions, maybe even a billion. But I'm just like, why? That's why I don't fuck why with churches. Why you need a new jet? Why you need a new jet, nigga? You got, you a, got jet. a jet. You need yeah, a new jet. jet. You got a G4. You, you want a G5? See now you're just being greedy. Right. You just be. I couldn't have. It was a 700 club. That's, That's what, what it was. was. That's but what yet, it was. That's what but it was. Yet, yeah. They want to pimp you out your money, give phone donations. I feel like yeah. it depends. Oh, well, that does, yeah. But I feel like it depends, you know, you know, on the church. Are we talking about that? We ain't talking about no, that. No, can talk, we can talk about whatever. We I'm free. Saying, I feel like it just depends because I was talking to my friend this week, and I was telling him I went to y'all church, y'all old church. You can say a full gospel and, uh, But it was here, though. Not you went there? Him. This was this was years ago. Oh, I feel like God years damn, ago, you losing by no, going no, no, no. This was years ago. Losing. I used to, I used to, I used to yeah. ain't winning. I used to. Well, how it came up was because I had started kind of dating this guy, mm. and that's the church told me we went to, and I was like, nah, I ain't gonna be able to do it, nah. and that's so wrong. But like, you still would have got the dick though. Nah, mm. I mean that's not the, that wasn't a problem. I'm just saying, you know, like, just, I'm just saying, you know, some people are like, oh, you in church, you ain't fucking them niggas. Be no, no, it was the it was that one. Slick. But when I went years ago, because one of my coworkers invited me, so I was like, yeah, I'll go, and I was telling. My friend now is telling him about the offering. That is the craziest. Uh, that is the did craziest. You, did you catch the event? Because that's what it is. No, I don't know. Because he asked me Wait, the same thing. Was it like 50 to 40 okay, to 30 to 20? Yeah, yes. Okay. No, this is okay. It's at, like an auction. Offering time, it's like a fucking auction. Yeah. At offering, he says, let me get 100. Yeah. So like oh. maybe how many? How many 10? Yeah. Can I get 10 on 100? 10 on 100. Start at a dollar? No. They go 100 and they don't go no lower than 20. $20. And then they be like, if you got a 5 or 10 or anything else, just come around the offer like yes. the, the regular offer. But, but, but it starts that off like, let me get 10 on 100. So then 10 people will stand up and then depending on, I don't know what what the goal is. Yeah. Somebody will come and whisper in his ear. And he's Let like, me get three Let more. Get yeah. I said, "What the? F I'm just sitting here, yeah. and it starts at 100, and it goes yeah. to 90. Yeah. It goes to 80, and yeah. then it's like, let me get three on 70. Yeah. Then I'm telling people to start popping, popping up, up in the yep. in the congregation, just like." Oh, yeah, I know. Full it's gospel, I holy know. temple, <laughs> Dallas, Texas, off Wheatland like, Road. They got him in Texarkana, Texas, and Nash, Texas. They got him in Sherman, Man. Garland. Uh, Brown, Texas, Orange, <laughs> I know, Texas, I know, uh, Tyler, Texas. This that was Lancaster. the craziest thing that I had yeah. ever seen in my life. They have about forty churches. They got them in Detroit. Was, they got them everywhere. Bro. I don't they do that. At every they do everywhere. Church. And the thing about it is, every church. But he was. They give a percentage from every church every month from tithes, offerings, and all of that, and they send it to Dallas. Well, see, he Man. was telling me something about like because he was asking me, was it during? He was saying, was it? Was it? Convention or yeah, convention coming up. Or they do building like funds. That. They do convention. Or love offering. They do a love offering every love second offering. Sun, every second Sunday. They do the offering for the pastor. <laughs> Damn, a love oh, pocket offering. Yeah, it every, was so crazy. Yeah, that's what they do. I remember Man. when I was in Texas, Canada. They but, did but, it. Yeah. I feel like that's number one, probably why you and a lot of people from Full Gospel are so get, jaded. Yeah. because that is crazy. It's crazy. But but children like that though. No, it's not. But it's like when you get it's like having sex with a girl who gives you HIV or right. whatever the case may be. You ain't yeah. never doing it again. It's you don't. But ain't that the extreme with that? <laughs> it for is. somebody it who is. takes a regular offer of ties and you go somewhere where they give you, they say they starting at a hundred. But this is the thing that so, this is the it thing is. that I hated so about crazy. that church. And and the reason I hated that church at a certain point is because it's not the people who are logical and educated that they're taken from. Right. It's people who don't have it and they're giving their last. 
to get a blessing because that's what they tell them mm-hmm. the word says. And I just had this conversation last night. People don't read the Bible for themselves. A lot of them take what the pastor says and they take it as gold and they go off of that, not knowing the word. And if you read the word, my interpretation of it is going to be different exactly. than his, than his, yeah, and indeed. then yours. Right. It's going to be different. But if you only take it for what somebody else is, then that's what you go off of. That's why my mom always told me before you read the Bible, pray. And lean not into your own understanding. Right. So you can get an understanding and Stay grasp hey. this whole situation. Preach in here. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. And I want to tell people for the won't he do it. When you say won't he do it is W-O-N-T. Apostrophe. Thank you so T. much. It ain't W-A-N-T. Thank too many people saying won't he do it. Can you educate and today? And it ain't that. Can you speak That's it? not the way you do it. You know what I'm saying? I've seen too many people saying it and spelling it on Instagram and Facebook, and I'm like, it ain't won't Man, he do it. It's a lot of words. It's a lot. Maybe we need to have yeah. a grammar section. Yeah, and I'm like, uh, shit. They <laughs> spelling quiet like quite. Like quite, yeah. And I'm like, you got to move them eyes and ease around, man. I'm like, hold on. First of all, sound out what the <laughs> fuck, fuck you saying. Your, it, it ain't you all. It's you all. It's like, these are basic findings. We're. Like, Q, you always is together. All, always together. You got it, yeah. Two. Yeah. Two, two, yeah. And two, two, two. Yeah. There, there, and there. Yeah. Your and your. So it's like, what is it? If I say and, I'm going to, it's T O. And if I say me too, it's yeah. me too, T O. When you're referencing yourself. Also, yeah. When you're, and then the other yeah. one that I see people, which I don't understand this one, is people leave off the D. Come and through, Miss Johnson. I thought it Second was, grade education. <laughs> Highland Park. I thought yeah. it was an accident, but I see so many people who want to say, like, me and you, yeah. and they leave off the D. Like me and you. Oh, like instead of and and not and. Yes. How you do that? That education is a motherfucker. Twitter, man. Twitter, yeah, I think a lot of that too with them 100 and whatever characters where people shorten everything out. It's damaging. Turning Y-O-U to just you. Yeah, and change. Yeah, I do that. and when you but think about it is I think I do too. one of my professors <laughs> challenged me, uh, Professor Junior Rodriguez at UTA. Shout out to him. Oh, he came on the show. Yeah, he said when we were when I took his class, he's like, I know you guys like to use Twitter. He's like, but I challenge you when you use Twitter, use it the way you actually speak. Mm-hmm. He said because and he spoke this a couple years back. He's like, people are gonna start messing up stuff and they're gonna start doing resumes like this and they're gonna mm-hmm. start doing because it's coming. And people accept it on so much on social media, and social media is the going thing now. So he was like, "Make sure you know what I'm saying that you continue to write it and use proper pronunciation, because it's killing people." Yeah, I've seen people's resumes where it's they spelling it out shorthand, and I'm like, "That shit ain't." Because I even had to catch myself a lot of times. I'll text my son, and it's like I can't text him like that because I mean he's still learning, you know. So I don't text him when he and I text. We can't. He he don't do. I need you to use animation and then how about how old is you? How old is she? Fifteen. That's different. He ten. She know she in the social media. You know she already in the social media world. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. in that game. I don't yeah, because when my niece texts me, like sometimes I have to re- reread her shit. Like yeah, three like times. what the like, fuck did you just tell me? <laughs> and sometimes <laughs> I feel like I'm getting old because I be like, what's that acronym? Yeah, yeah. What you what what's that mean? Spell that out. No, Let, I Google, had to Google, tell you this. Send it back with a question mark. This made me feel. This will make me feel old. He did. He did something to me the other day. He like pointed to me with all his, like, all his, his fingers. Yeah. And I said, "What is that?" So I was telling one of my friends about it. He said, "He's giving you the water those hands." Yeah. What? I said, "What? See, see, oh. 
You know when people are like, what are those? Oh, he, was he doing it like yes. this or was he doing it like he's this? He's like, you know. Oh, okay. If he doing, I feel safe. If he doing it like this, that's what are those. If he doing it like this, no. like, bitch, I'm going to tell you one more motherfucking time. <laughs> if he got them bitches straight. No, it was. Hey, let me tell you, motherfucker. <laughs> my, my mom and my daddy. Hey, get the fuck over here like I told you, black ass. What I say? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, it was the, it was the. The, the underhand, yeah. the usher hand. Yes, yeah, the usher hand. Yeah, okay. Because I was like, what is that? Yeah, like, I seen him do that before too. Yeah. And he, what does that mean? What you talking about? I told, and then I turned into my mind, boy, I just want your little friends. You would give me no yeah. one, of those, yeah. one of those hands. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you can't be mad at him. One of these kids out here. But that church stuff, that's real. That's, yeah. I'm that's telling wild. you. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah that's wild. You, that's, you, you, that's it's bad, man. But they've been doing that for so long. And, and I, it, I went to another church. I won't call this name because I have people who still go to the other people who still go to the other one. I could care less. I saw another one where, and what what got me? Well, you know, what? I'll actually say this one because it's a good thing. Antioch Baptist Church over in Dallas, over it's, it's oh on, yeah, yeah it's on Wheatland across from um, Full Gospel. Mm-hmm. They one thing that got me when I joined the church. I'm no longer a member of any church because I just really can't get into church like that. But this guy. When he was on the pulpit, he talked about offering and tithes and offerings. And one thing I liked about him, when he was like, if you you know, the Bible says 10%. But if you ain't got 10, give five. Right. Give with your heart. If you don't got five, give two. Give with your heart. Right. And give with your heart in the intent that God will increase that of course, because right. he knows your heart and what you have. Because I'd be thinking like, okay, I know at a time I was struggling and I was working at like a warehouse. And I was only making like eight fifty every two weeks. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was like, if I give him 10, I got to give him $85? Then I gotta pay rent. Right. Then I gotta pay a car. Say I gotta pay rent. Jesus ain't eating, and we ain't eating the same kind of bread. We ain't eating the same kind of bread. But I will say, mm-hmm. like the guy was saying, telling you at the podcast last night, yeah. I have given, and and this is this, you know, my favorite. And stuff be coming from like I didn't got a check in the mail. You like you just it's just like where did this even did come, come from? from? Yeah. Right. And it's just like that has happened so many times where <laughs> I have been faithful in my yeah. giving, and then something just just. was gonna happen anyway i think like that too sometimes i have to be pessimistic instead of optimistic a lot of times but i but i don't but that's horrible to live why would you want to be not all the time that's why i said sometimes sometimes i am pessimistic and not optimistic shut the front door (laughs) (laughs) she just really want to say stuff and we always talking i'd be like your blessings is different you know but your blessings would be better if you was optimistic i don't know about that you gotta think you and she says it because, like, shout out, shout out to Arteza because yes. last week she quit her job she, and, and th- she was tired of the bullshit and she got another job the next week paying more than the last job. I mean, she was making a nice little chunk of change. Right. And But the thing I was telling quit, her. But quit, didn't even have nothing set up. Nothing. You know what I'm won't, saying? Won't, W-O-N, apostrophe, apostrophe T, motherfucking T. He do won't it. he do it. But I told her because we, we, we had a discussion and I told her, I was like, I'm proud of you and I'm happy for you and she was Aww. like I, and she's like i appreciate that but i was like sometimes with me i have been going through a struggle mm-hmm. meaning the job i'm at now if it wasn't for my homeboy who's a doctor at the lab that i work at giving me the job i wouldn't have a job mm-hmm. i was laid off for two years mm-hmm. i mean i was laid off and I, I never got a job for two years. nobody was calling i took all the classes got certified in business analyst got one degree working on another and i still could not get a job and i'm like why am i not getting a job mm-hmm. when i have these credentials i have the experience of being a financial investor and a banker and all of this mm-hmm. shit but i can never get a job and I was telling her I was like I support you but it was a point in time where I told her I was like she was always you know like last week she was like oh I got this job oh I quit a job on Wednesday and I got one on the next Wednesday and I was like I'm happy for you but sometimes you fall in a place to where it's like you become a little bitter sometimes and I'll be honest so I was just like okay you got it I get it but 
there are people out here that are struggling to mm-hmm. get to this point. So it's like it's kind of like if his marriage is good and mine is bad mm-hmm. and you we have a conversation and yours is good and we know yours is good but i'm struggling right now so speak to me and not always about yourself in reference to whatever now i told her i was like what you did is a great thing it was a brave thing and it worked out and she wasn't doing it like blatantly you right, know what uh-huh. i'm saying but i was like sometimes you gotta be able to feel and sense the situation to where it's like this may be a sensitive situation right now he's struggling i'm blessed and I whatever but it was just, and like I said, I, I'm honest enough to say it was me just being emotional about where I am. You know what I'm saying? Uh, right. Okay. So, it, and like I told her, I was like, it's great. It's beautiful. Don't hit me with the butt, though. Yeah. Period. It's great and it's beautiful. beautiful. But for me, Tell I was me like. Tell me about your struggle tomorrow. But after the, but I, And after that goes away, you got to have a balance, though. Uh-huh. There has to be a balance. And I think I think when I tell people all the time, I think it's an understanding, not with just situations like that. Mm-hmm. It's communication is understanding. It's understanding that some people are struggling and some people are whatever. You know what I'm right. saying? That's all I be trying to make sure. She got her mouth pouted over there. But I think if you don't have an understanding of things. I understand, but you can't like rain on my parade per se because right right just let me let me shine for a little bit and then we can talk about it you know a little bit later because it's like i can't i can't water myself down because because of your situation so it's like you know i'm not put i'm not throwing it in your face but i mean i want to i want i want to celebrate what has happened Where you to at? Right. Exactly. Right. But what about, but what, okay, so you got that. It's always two sides. Right. But what if you do have that? How long does that celebration last when you, you well, still have to favor? That goes to what you're saying. Exactly. So I get that. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I'm not fixing to be just boasting on it like every day. Exactly. But it's like when I get the phone call, I can't be like, well, dang, I really want to call you, but I can't because yeah. you're in this spot. It's just kind of like when I, at the height of my excitement, let me you shine. Let, shine. Me, let me shine. And I and do. And then I'll, you know, be like, Okay, babe, we're gonna work on something now. What we gonna do? And I'm now, now exactly. I'm back, back to normal per se, and we can move on. That has to happen, though. Right. Okay, then, and I'll leave that there. But let me say okay. this too. Nobody ever understand. <laughs> it, it's a two way street. And, and, no, and, no, I do. And get it's that. never. And I think, I think it can, it can, and that's why I say I, I will admit about being emotional in that time. But you have to be able to admit being emotional as a man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because you have down days, and men like to try to act hard, right. like. No, it was a down day. But it's one of those things where after you've shined, like you said, because you have to you, allow the time. Did, did you did you allow the time? Yeah. I'm just asking. It was more than it was I'm more than four days. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't know how much time you want to dance. <laughs> it's like when a nigga dance past the song going off. You gotta stop dancing well, at some point. Let me, let me, back to let business. me say this and then if you like we can move on. This is you don't know what's going on in my head. True. So for me to be able to step out and quit my job. With my kids, with my with my exactly. bills and all this other stuff, it's like sometimes you just can't even believe it yourself. So it's just kind of like I understand. Sometimes it may overflow because it's just like you don't know like how much of a panic I may have been on the inside. They're like, "What the fuck did I just do?" True. And then something like this comes through. It's just kind of like every like like it's almost like when I got divorced, right? Mm-hmm. I would hear a song. It could be gospel. It could be anything. And it would just remind me like, damn, I got out of that situation. And I could start crying all over again just because you just can't believe like where you are and what just happened to you. So it's not necessarily that you're being insensitive, but you just don't necessarily know what's going on. Because I'm not going to share. Of course, even if you're in a relationship, you're not going to share every single thing with the person. So you don't know what's going on with me internally that makes me continue to celebrate what has just happened. True. But okay, after that, <laughs> because it has to be a two piece to that. Because right. I think a lot of right. times we give women passes mm-hmm. for just that situation. 
But with this situation, it's that. Mm -hmm. But her stepping out mm -hmm. is a different situation. She is good. I supported her. Mm -hmm. I was like, if you need anything mm -hmm. financially, even if it's rent and she don't need me, I was like, I got you. Right. If you don't, and I, when she, she had the conversation with me before she quit, I support you, quit. She's like, I'm not like you. I just, if they not treating you right, mm -hmm. walk away. And if you need anything in the midst of that happening, what if I don't get another job? If you need it, I got you. So I support it, just like yeah. you're saying, encourage to quit and everything else. But after a period of time, like I said, we got to come back to reality to where, as well as you said, you don't know what I'm going through. Like mm -hmm. she said, I, you don't know what she's going through for her to celebrate. But you don't also know as a man to subdue your ego and drop it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And say, you do this and let it be all about you when you are already struggling. It's a difference. Right. It's a difference between my job, I hate my job, I need to quit. Right. And it's a difference between this is my job. I can't, I can't really quit. just quit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Every yeah. time I quit, I quit with nothing in the bank. Right. I quit with no backup plan. Yeah. When she quit, it's no backup plan, but she's okay. You yeah. get, that makes sense to yeah, you yeah, without no, getting get into the, 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 yeah. the analytics no, of the whole right, situation. Right, right. So it's a difference. So it's one of the things where it's like, I get it. I support you, but it has to be a balance. Yeah. And it has to be an understanding. Like I said, I agree to shine. And I could be honest enough to say it may have been a time where maybe I did move a little bit too quick on how I felt pushing it back to the right. forefront. That's not I'm not saying I'm not wrong, but you have to be able to communicate and have that balance right. in reference to that. And like I say, I'm wrong a lot of times. You hear me say all the time, I be fucking up. Mm -hmm. But it's just about as well as I understand you because you're right in everything you just mm -hmm. said. And I was wrong in a lot of those instances and in that instance. But it's just about saying, all right, maybe I spoke too soon. But this is what's going on with me, too, now. Because as men, we don't say things all the time as well. Right. But I, I, I feel like sometimes men feel like we say everything and we don't. Oh, no, so, I agree. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I don't say everything. And even with you supporting me, there's still – if you're if – you're, kind of self-reliant even if you know somebody is supporting you mm -hmm. you still kind of feel like it's still my responsibility like yeah. I, I can't because I can't get mad if you if you sure. so if I come to you and you ain't got it I sure. can't get mad yeah. so it's just like you still kind of have this little little panic or and on top of that it's like if I'm if it's so much is on our shoulders so it's like, I feel like sometimes men feel like everything is on them and we put no. a lot on us as well I because think number one we're always supporting yeah. Yeah. you know we're always well, supporting y'all well, that depends too on what the woman yeah oh yeah of course I mean that's what I'm saying everything ain't what oh yeah, yeah. that's why I say always, and that's why uh, I say I can sit here and I can listen to you and I can shake my head but I, I'm not sorry about that I'm not just shaking my head just to be shaking yeah, I, I agree it. with everything mm -hmm. that you're saying that's why I think right now is probably one of the best conversations I've had as far as being civil and trying to see both parties right. but I think that's the thing you have to see like me and you are sitting here and we're saying I see mm -hmm. I understand I get it and that's why I say I can look at you and say I don't have kids like, I'm like who's say yeah, and, oh, yeah, you can say Hoshe too. Hoshe, <laughs> Hoshe, your choice, whichever yeah. one. No, 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 no. That's not. <laughs> yeah, that's not my shit. Mm. So, but no, I, I definitely agree with what you're saying. I know we talked about earlier this week. We were talking about. Well, was it Rockhead that hit me about the Hillary and Bernie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your thoughts on that? I'm Bernie. If I had to vote, yeah, I'm, I'm Bernie. I'm Bernie. All the way. Hillary is tap dancing it's for just, the black person. It's crazy how. I seen a video where basically a lot of stuff she's for now, she was against oh, yeah. like back then, yeah. 10, 12 years yeah. ago. And she supported a lot of things that Bill Clinton did that put black people Mass in the state that they're in. Right? 
uh, but look at it like this being devil's advocate uh, that was her husband oh, like yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying yeah. I can't just be like no you don't do that like I have to support my husband who's the president yeah. I, this is just part of I, she could be, she, she be behind closed doors and this is the dumbest shit you're gonna do yeah. and now I gotta go out here and like be like yes do it yeah. this is a but, perfect plan but now you can't come back and I'm like I I I don't remember saying that. Well, you can't say that, that but you I don't take. Yeah, you can't say that, but I do think you can change. Meaning, oh, yeah. you like right. like we may like we may not to be funny. I was a Wayne fan ten years ago. You couldn't tell me shit about Lil Wayne. Now everything oh. that nigga puts out is garbage. Man, it's trash. Oh, so yeah. it's like you are allowed to change. Yeah, my whole and I, I'm okay with Hillary changing her mindset and but, her initiatives. But I don't like the way she tap dances. I feel like and does everything just to don't cater to us. Be honest and intentional about what you are willing and going to do. Mm-hmm. Like I said back in uh, February, Black History Moment, she changed her emoji or her Avi on um, Twitter, and she put on there, like, it was Rosa Parks. You know what I'm saying? Like, the Avi was like Rosa Parks sitting on the bus. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then she wasn't even in the back of that fucking H. She, she got, was in the middle of that motherfucker. She got Bill Clinton out here talking about Black Lives Matter. Yeah, you got. it's like you're doing too much catering. And mm-hmm. then what that does is it causes a divide. Because people are like, well, the Hispanics are like, well, what the fuck about us? And mm-hmm. white people are saying, well, what the fuck about us? So you can't cater to one demographic. That's why I fucking loved Obama and he needs another four years. Yeah. Because so many black people wanted Obama to speak up about so many things. But if he puts his hand too much into that black basket, they're going to be like, you ain't in You're supposed to be for the people, which right. he mm-hmm. is. Right. You're not supposed to be here doing everything for Chicago and all of this other. Like People's like, he from Chicago. He ought to be saying shit about Chicago. It's bigger than Chicago. Right. It's he bigger than fucking Chicago. He got to deal with Iran. He got to deal with fucking Europe. <laughs> all he got to deal with hey, right. all them. I he can't just be worried about fucking Chicago. I think, he, I, the bucket. Think he, I think he will eventually once he oh, When out. he out, I'm sure. Yeah. But the thing about it is he's been back to Chicago to do these things. But they're not going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. Nobody has respect for Obama because of the his color of his skin and because that motherfucker was changing things. Mm-hmm. He could have changed so much if they wouldn't have stopped vetoing everything and putting it out when yeah. he brought it to the House Senate. Yeah. But they didn't want to do that. But a lot of people don't know. And like, I hate black people from this perspective of they always want some. Like I said before, every black person, they take you to the promised land. <laughs> take you, you damn right. Right. <laughs> Why are you waiting on somebody else to, to get your you ass there? there. Right. Get up. your ass up. <laughs> Cut the TV off. <laughs> and you may reach your hands out goes in your life. Right, right. <laughs> it's like, shit, they be waiting for him to do this. And it's, it's not his job. No. Right. It's not his job to take us to the promised land. He... He took us to the promised land in in a sense by getting nominated. I feel like he just he's winning. here to light a fire up under your ass. Now, to you do, so, need to do the Because you can't keep saying right. I can't do this, and you can if you grind and hustle, you can do it. Yeah. Like this is a black president running a country. A country, right. you know, that's enough motivation itself for you. Yeah. To go and I almost feel like it's almost like when your friend is your boss. Like if you if you my friend. I'm not finna put nothing on you because, like, okay, I, I'm, I'm here to support you. And yeah. I feel like that's how we should have been. You know, a lot of people should have been with the president. It's yeah. just kind of like, y'all get bringing more trouble Gabby, in. I think this is the best podcast you've spoke since you've been in. She's the best goddamn podcast. She's going in, eh? You must hate your motherfucking weeds this morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best podcast. I think. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> God damn. Yeah, we still trying to find a DJ names. If you got a DJ name that you think Gabrielle should have, she's starting oh, yeah. a DJ career. Hit us up at info at the reality is. That's T H A the reality is and let us know. DJ Hazel. DJ Hazel. You do like oh. hazelnut. You kinda like a hazily color. Mm. I am not no hazelnut nah, color. Not. I mean, have you ever seen a hazelnut? The outside, maybe not the inside. No, I'm not no hazelnut. Well I mean I I mean I like that though, but yeah. I don't it it's don't in your it. blood. 
It's in your blood. That's a fact, Jack. <laughs> Justin Bieber dreads. That's the dumbest shit Damn ever. It, I, number one, I don't doing? like I don't like Grinch white people fingers. with dreads. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I did see that. that shit I don't look like, like that. white people with dreads. It's, that's not what your hair it does. Don't dread right. That's not. That's disgusting. Yeah. Number one, because you have to let your hair get matted up. Yeah. Why people gotta wash, wash their hair yeah. all the time? Yeah. You can't wash. That's it. just what you do with your hair. You seen that one dog in the hood that just walk around with the shaggy no, hair? No, yeah. no, no, no. Y'all know ain't that. nobody picked him up. Just you know that lady? Have you seen that lady in Texarkana? And she got this big, huge. Is she homeless or something? Yeah, she's be walking Afro. the street, and it's just like this big, matted up net. I mean, her hair is dreads, but yeah. it's just like it's it looks like she up. had on like four wigs. It's like All it together. is disgusting. I seen a picture of me look like a street. I just hair. don't like. <laughs> <laughs> he do look like uh, what's that dude name? Was it? It was either Ken or Ryu. One of them. I was saying Ryu. I can't. I, it may be had the army suit. Yeah. Yeah, Ryu. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a. It's, you do, it's, this is the you thing. do what you want to do. Some white people have a different texture. A different hair. texture hair. And if your texture hair can do that, yeah, I'm okay it. with it. But he don't like. You, I just your white. It just looks straight. dirty all the time to me when white people do it. I'm not against it. I'm not gonna say they culture appropriating or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because, they are. but because, and the reason I said this is because I think it was on Brilliant Idiots, and it was like, how are they culture appropriating when it was a Rastafarian thing? You know, and he was yeah. like, well, the you know that means black people took it from Rastas. But if you go further back than like that, black people are all black. But I don't feel like when you say culture appreciation, that means strictly black people yeah. to whatever culture that culture is. is. That's yeah. not. I'm not. Yeah. When I say it's culture appreciation, I'm not saying to you black say people appropriation. What I say? Appreciation. <laughs> the motherfuckers are showing appreciation. <laughs> we wouldn't even did, yeah. culture appreciation. Yeah. And that's the thing about it. I don't think it would be. I don't think it would be an issue if anybody culture appropriated, as long as you give the credit right. where it's due. Right. I mean, and he don't have to go out and do no no campaign and say, "Hey, I'm doing this because of Rastafarians and black people." He could just if he does an interview, you know, people are asking him about his hair. Yeah. So he could simply kill all that by saying, "I think the Rasta culture." And black culture is dope it, as and fuck. Right. And I just wanted to try this. And I, I thought it was cool. And That's shit, great. I want to rock it. And people I may not smoking weed. You know what I'm saying? And people may not like it, but I fuck with it. Yeah, he say I, that, he's good in the book for black people. Right. Just like right. if Kim Kardashian and Taylor Swift and all these other motherfuckers who try to act like they just Have black. Have you seen that Apple commercial with Taylor Swift on fuck that trail? Taylor now? Swift. Yeah. No, but her, that no was booty a, having ass. But that's the funniest shit. I, did you see that? No. Yeah, it's mm, whack though. I ain't seen she's it. basically singing Drake she's to singing jump. Drake. She drink that jump man song while right. she's running on a treadmill, and then after like ten seconds, she falls off. Like it, you know, kind of clips herself, and she falls off, and it pulls her back, her ass back off the treadmill. But it's like, and that's my whole thing. It's like, even if Taylor Swift, like Taylor Swift has said, I love hip hop music, but mm -hmm. I think it's one of them things where white people have a tendency to go too far. Like when you but sing the song, you like jump man, jump man, jump man. You doing all that? Like somebody's telling them to do that. Just, I know like, they are. just like with the with the black girls rock, I saw a lot of yeah. people saying that they didn't like that she was there. She had to get invited. She wasn't just riding through the right, neighborhood and just somebody true. just said oh, Hillary. Was that black girls rock? No, Hillary, Hillary Clinton. Oh, this bitch and that's what I'm everywhere. saying. But that's what I'm saying. Somebody had to have invited her. Invited her, yeah. She so just you show can't. Up. She ain't just yeah. right. And isn't the president of BT like he white now? No, anyway, Deb, Deb, no, right? Deb, yeah. Hey, so it's probably Deborah just Lee. Yeah. yeah. But you know, black people they stuck on the Clintons, man. They stuck man, on Man, what what really got me to where I was like, I'm not definitely not voting for her is I did some like research on Planned Parenthood. Yeah. And if the the lady that is the founder of Planned Parenthood, she used to speak for the KKK. Oh, speak shit. to the KKK. And this is the same lady that Hillary said she looks up to. 
Didn't know that. Yeah, and I didn't know that either I until I read it. Yeah. But then I, when I, because you see stuff on Facebook, you yeah. be like, let me check let me to check see it if myself. it's real. Yeah. It's just anything out and there. Yeah, it's real. That's a fact. Like, she looks up to this lady, and this lady have been quoted saying that black people are like weeds. They need to be exterminated. But that's like when she was on Black Girls Rock, yeah. she was speaking to Black Lives Matter. And I remember two Black Lives Matter people went to like one of her press conferences or yeah. something. And she had like security like escort them out. And then she was like, okay, now back to, you know, some real business. Kind of like yeah. like there was nothing. Yeah. Where versus, you know, two Black Lives Matter kind of crash Bernie's yeah. thing. Yeah. And he just kind of stepped back and, you know. Let him be. Let him, let him Same talk. Same thing with Obama did. Well, like Obama did when they got the uh, the video of, like, the dude heckling Obama. And he was like, okay, I get what you're saying. I'm going to let you talk. But let me speak first, and then I'll hear you. Right. Instead of kicking him out because you are there for the people. Right. Your job is to serve. It ain't to just pass down laws and make right. whatever. You have to serve. And I think I think that's the issue with everybody and everything. Mm -hmm. From podcasting to nobody wants to serve. You got to serve. You right. know what I'm saying? Like us doing this podcast, we putting other people on. We telling other people about this shit. Like I said, meeting your boy who got good culture podcast. I'm like, bro, I'm actually by me promoting and give. I'm not helping him. I'm serving him. I'm helping him, but, yeah. but it's more of a serve. He ain't asked me to do it, but I'm like, I'm willing to serve to get this to the next level. Right. These the the uh, uh, Otis. I was about to call this nigga Chris again. Chris and Sway. I don't know. It just stuck in my head. Chris and, and Sway that was in here. They're serving. The black mm -hmm. community. He's serving by writing these books, giving people insight of how to change your life financially. Mm -hmm. If people don't learn how to serve, you ain't going to have nothing. But my thing, if we don't do it for our own people, who, who will? Who the fuck going to so do it? So why not do it for your people? You got to do it. You you got to. Let me wait a minute. I, I forgot to read something else. Oh, okay. So got to put a plug in for the Barter and Cigars. On May 19th, that's a Thursday, from 6 to 10 p.m. at Cigar Arts Lounge in Bishop Arts District, Roberts Media Group will present Barters and Cigars, and it's an event for the creative and entrepreneurs of Dallas to come out and engage, network, and possibly meet new friends and possible business partners. More information, information is coming soon as far as prices and what the prices will entail, so stay on the lookout for that by going to www.therealityis.com. That's T-H-A, therealityis.com. Artesia Swindle will be in control of that, so if you have any questions, just email us at info at therealityis.com. You doing the fucking work. I'm not. You know, she looking over Shut there up. like, it's you. I ain't doing it. People be coming to me, calling me, like, hey, can I do this? And I'm like, you need to be talking to her. I show up and sit down. I don't do nothing but right. talk. <laughs> right. I create the content, edit the shows, anything, business, and setting up a place right. of where we're going to be and what we do, you need to be talking to her. Right. I don't know nothing. I don't know the login for the email. <laughs> right. I don't know none of that shit. Right. That has nothing to do with me. Nothing. It was one more thing. We had something else on here to talk about right before. Oh, man. Mm. I wish my... I wish. Wait, let me try. I'm trying to get the look right. I wish my trainer would tell me how to lose weight. Something by Black China fucking Rob helped him lose the weight. I wish. Oh, yeah. My, yeah. What Kanye West said. Rob and Black China. That bro. is such a mess. Yes. If he fucking though. I'd be trying to get. But all you gotta that think. I didn't. Yes. I didn't look at it. I was listening to the radio. I want to say it was Ricky Smiley or K104, and they was like, just imagine how the family reunions or family oh, gatherings going to be when. Tiger there with That's Kylie, right, yeah. and she there with Rob. I was like, "Damn, that is gonna be." Crazy. And then they kid. Yeah, they it, got a kid together. That's it's gonna be a good family reunion. She you know right, what? But it's not keep, necessarily. But right. I'm looking up. I'm trying to get my. Bro, the Kardashians keep shit going between 
people. Oh yeah, they do. You know what I'm saying? I feel like they that's, whenever that's how they, whenever that's how they people kind of, people yeah people kind of stop talking about them. They got to do something drastic. They gonna come to up stay on. Chloe Kardashian show just got canceled. I uh, know she had a show. Chloe, what is it? Chloe, the New York one. Cat was it cafe or coffee with know. Chloe? Something like that. It got canceled after 14 episodes. I didn't even know. Nobody watching it. It was on TV. Yeah, it was on like this. What Rob looking like? Yeah, he's still fat. He's still fat. I mean, he ain't ass fat. <laughs> yeah. He, he done slimmed down. He chubby now. He's yeah. not as fat as Black China's ass. <laughs> which is pretty good. You see her fat. mama? Nah, I ain't worried about her mama. I'm just looking at it. Rob Kardashian shares funny video of Sister Kim crying, breaking silence on his engagement. Hmm. Black China, I mean, I mean. Honestly, I'm kind of. Yeah, right. She I hope she get married. Now. I hope she get pregnant by him. Man. Yeah, she in there now. Ooh, I hope she in there. He don't know what the fuck he in. For I don't him. think he do, because I'm telling you like this. Just from I, I don't know Black China personally, but just from what I've seen, she gonna be still fucking other niggas or fucking with other people. Fucking with future. She, I, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. You don't, don't think, think so. So, no. so you, you mean to tell me you scratching your hair? You scratch your hair pretty hard. Just because I just got a haircut. Like a dog. I just got a haircut. I got that hair Future can't take that pussy from Rob. Is what you saying? No, I don't think so because she's uh, uh, no. Now let me tell you because I feel like we need to make a bet on this. And with her, like with Amber Rose, I feel like and you know I feel like they they about to come up, and you with a Kardashian, so it's just kind of like that. Don't mean you ain't pregnant in a year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But she gonna let's make a bet within the next two. I want to give them a little longevity, but within two years. They probably gonna break up. They're gonna be broken up because she fucked around and was seen with somebody else. Or within the next six months, she gonna be on some in some club or on some scene with some rappers, and they either gonna say something or do something to be like, you know, you don't want to be with that nigga. Whether it's grabbing like it's, her it's, ass it's probably, or something else. It's, but it's probably just a business setup anyway. Yeah, because I think so when too. Rob was dating, what's the, the cheetah girl? Yeah, the girl. I he know you're he about. cheated on her. Adrian. Well, he was a little bit smaller then too. But I mean, it he ain't like it ain't like, he was a little fly when he. But was it small. ain't like he can't get back like that. It's gonna I mean, take a while. He no, like the Nabisco King. Right? Oh, because, why? Because they do things naturally. Like he can't have surgery oh, to that get that stuff. Right, sucked yeah. the, I mean, we talking about the Kardashians where they do. Everything. They need. They need to quit gratification. He's he not like finna a, like, like a, work out. <laughs> he's diabetic right? now. Looking though. like a Michelin man on that. Yeah, he's diabetic. He oh, well, ate he, himself he, to he, diabetes. <laughs> 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 How the fuck he do that? <laughs> yeah, man. That motherfucker fat. He fluffy. He ain't fat. He fluffy, man. And look- to think that that's who she really wants to be with. Nah, that ain't what she nah, like, no, come but on, listen, she might she be. No, because look, he probably treat her right. Future man. is still, yeah. Future got she eight baby mamas. Her. And no, what I'm saying, his heart is probably like, you know, sometimes when you do hurt somebody, you don't go to, you don't go for your quote unquote type. If your type is always one that is fucking you over. Yeah. His, heart is, stripper, his heart is a lot of things. <laughs> she Inflamed. heart disease. <laughs> <laughs> It's a lot of hard failure. Hard daughter. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard as a lot of fucking things. God damn. <laughs> but healthy. Yeah. Well, you know, he in a bad place. A man that brings that, we, we running out of time. <laughs> <laughs> we running out of time, man. I want to thank Gabrielle for coming through. Where can they find you at on social media, Gabby? Uh, naturally underscore g with three e's you on have a Instagram. problem with that every time, you, every need to get, time. you need to get rid of some of them g's well i mm-hmm. only had two g's and then i, I changed it so i took it so i sat down thought that was a taser i asked her is that a taser i was gonna <laughs> ask you that did shit. somebody leave their taser nah, that's a recorder but yeah naturally underscore g with three e's on instagram and twitter all right and where can they find you on social media rock uh instagram mr flintstone 5q <laughs> yeah 
uh instagram <laughs> rockhead and uh that's what a q yeah yeah rockhead and uh snapchat rockhead five. Oh yeah snapchat is genius Ronnie, you still ain't on shit are you oh, unfortunately <laughs> i'm on no social media and uh for me you can find me on instagram and sir robert poe and you can find us on the reality is on facebook instagram the reality is.com as t-h-a and also on anchor you need to try out the anchor app if you haven't tried it it's, it's, it's dope always remember y'all inhale courage to excel success and we'll catch y'all motherfuckers next week Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. Sweating in bed keeping you up at night? Whoa, get your mind out of the gutter. This isn't that kind of commercial. You need the cooling power of Purple, the mattress that is. It's comfort reinvented thanks to the Purple Grid. It allows air to flow through, so you sleep cool and comfortable all night long. And it flexes and cushions no matter what position you sleep in. Hmm, maybe it is that kind of commercial. Anyway, save up to $400 on select Purple mattresses and bedding bundles. Get yours at purple.com slash sleep in. Terms apply.